0: You're listening to TechNATO. Welcome to another episode of TechNATO. I'm Sophie Goodwin, just one of your many hosts here. And before we jump into the show, just want to give a quick shout out to the people behind IT Pro and the sponsor of the podcast, ACI Learning. If you go check out that course library, you can see more of myself as well as my co hosts, which we'll get to in a second. And don't forget, you can use that promo code TechNATO30 for a discount on your IT Pro membership. Once again, like I said, I do have some, some friends here with me, and I'm proud to call them friends. Don to my left. How are you, Don? I know, I know it was touching. You weren't expecting that. How are you, Don?
1: I'm like, oh, she thinks she thinks we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good actor, Don. <laughs> well, I am I'm doing great. I am here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> uh, which we've been quoting they live this morning. So <laughs> uh, no, exciting day. We got our, our normal news spiel that we're gonna go through, and you'll wanna stay tuned all the way to the end because we're gonna be doing some format changes coming up. Uh, you know, well, as soon as as next week, so uh, we'll talk about what those format changes are and what to expect all the way at the end of today's episode.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, cliffhanger. <laughs> Make sure you dun, stick dun, around. Dun. Yeah. Make sure you stick around for that one. Daniel, any thoughts on that?
2: I just like how Don sets it up, man. everybody's now like, ah, sheesh. Now I gotta listen to the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta hit that fast forward uh, button longer right. than normal. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I love scrubbing through these things.
0: <laughs> well, it is gonna be some uh some some interesting news here at the end of the show and, and some some neat stuff coming to the show. So make sure you stick around for that, like Don said. But we'll go ahead and jump into the news because we do have a lot to cover this week. Uh some some Fun developments here that we'll talk about. (laughs) So we'll get started with uh, one of our favorite categories, Microsoft news. We love to talk about Microsoft. This article comes to us from Tom's Hardware. Microsoft begins forced updates to Windows 11, 23H2, and targets PCs running 21H2 and 22H2. And uh, the forced updates, anytime I hear the word forced, I don't love that. <laughs> but I know that this its not necessarily, a, I don't think, a new concept to, uh, specifically to Windows. It's a security thing, right?
1: Well, so it's not a new concept for security things. You're right. Uh, for feature updates... It is a new thing, right? They don't normally force a feature update on you, and and that's okay because you know there's security updates that are pushed out every every month, mm. sometimes even more rapidly if it's one of those high critical updates or whatever. Uh, but the feature updates they're usually pretty lax on. But this time they're they're a little more excited, and I know the last couple of weeks we've talked about end of life systems and what to do as as Windows. Well, Windows 8's long gone at this point. Windows 10 is reaching end of life. We we talked about how. Yeah, the longest support you can get on that is through 2025. So Windows 10's days are numbered. But in this scenario, what we have are even some of the early versions of Windows 11 are reaching end of life. Windows 11 itself is going to have a long support cycle, right? Um, 10 years, I think, is what they've got it mapped out for right now. But the individual feature updates inside of it, you know, the the uh, 22H2 and 21H... Well, it rolls just
2: right off the yeah. tongue, doesn't it? Yes. I know. <laughs>
1: um, those updates themselves don't have a 10 year support cycle, you know, they're, yeah. they're much, much shorter. And so, some of them are being end of life. In particular, uh, it is 21 H2 and 22 H2 are being end of life on October 10th, 2023, which is right around the corner. That's like six My months 23 from now. 23 was last year. Oh, wait, I'm in the wrong year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- those have already passed. Let's put me in charge of your update program. Um, uh, so. So basically, Microsoft has given people a chance to voluntarily update for free. Right? So no, they're very generous. Oh, it's so <laughs> and, sweet of them. And now the voluntary side is being taken away. <laughs> yeah. Now it's voluntold. Yes. I like that. Voluntold. Yeah, I stole I think... that from Brad. So. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got to use that. Yeah. A
2: whole new world is open before me. Don's paradigm has shifted. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: going to voluntold a lot of people. Why, why do I do any work?
2: That's <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. what I'm here for, Don, to help you learn expand your horizons. There we go. <laughs> Well, how do you feel about being voluntold, uh, you will do this, resistance is futile, and just as soon as you get on board, that's just a better way
1: to go because there's no stopping this train. You know, when there's security updates, I don't mind, right? I agree. And in fact, I even get frustrated sometimes. I I have an iPhone. I know you're not a fan, Daniel, but uh, I'll get a message sometimes that'll say like, hey, such and such update is going to install tonight. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it gives you the option to say no. And sure. I'm, but I'm like, fine, hey, install tonight. And then the next morning I wake up and it's like, such and such update was not installed. And I'm like, well, well why not? You said you were yeah. gonna do it and yeah. now I gotta go do it myself. And and so in those scenarios, I, I'm fine with it doing it, going in, just doing the update and being done yeah, well, with it. Well,
2: that makes sense. It's it's a safety feature,
1: right? Right. But sometimes the updates are stupid and it's <laughs> like, oh, hey, we're adding tabs to notepad. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, you will like it. <laughs> at, at that point, the update just becomes kind of nonsense, right?
2: Well, the the fact that it becomes a forced update, that's what's interesting to me, that they would come heavy-handed. We are Microsoft. You are using our product. I, I wonder, my mind is now starting to to churn and bubble. It makes me think of like an Xbox. Do you really own an Xbox,
1: Don? Uh, hard to say today. You used to, you know, you right. can run offline, you could run on discs and...
2: But when you start hacking them, you come under sanctions for uh, that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they said, you technically don't own the Xbox. You have licensed the ability to use the hardware. You are not able to open it up and make those changes. That's illegal. Don't do that. Makes me think, are they wanting to go down the same path? Or do they feel like they're already down the same path? Like, they're, they're so deep down that rabbit hole of... It's Microsoft's. You're just licensing the ability to use it. Yeah. You don't actually own this.
1: I think the the difference, in my opinion, sure. and obviously like none of this matters because this, this is all who the all hell am I? But <laughs> uh, when you talk about a gaming console, yeah, they intentionally price them sure. either at cost or lower than cost because they know they're going to make the money on the the gaming revenue, right? right? So Microsoft gets a percentage of every game sold on the Xbox, whether they made the game or not, right. right? And and Sony does the same thing with PlayStation and so on. But when I buy a Dell laptop with Windows on it, Microsoft gets paid for the OS right there, and then they don't have any other guaranteed revenue beyond that, right? Yeah,
2: other than they're trying to future They don't want you to move away from the platform. Not that they're in super danger of that ever happening, but, I, you know, the uh, other macOS and Linux have made strides to be more user-friendly and become uh, a little deeper into the desktop market. Yeah. And maybe they're trying to, because they've had a history of kind of doing this, they get you hooked on Internet Explorer because it's with everything. It's just the default. You start using it, and you're so used to that as your ecosystem, you don't want to move away. So when you're presented with an option, it's not an option. Right? and they got sued over this. They got brought up on charges yeah. of of non-compete. It, it always I'm because of that maybe it's because of the history of it, I always feel like when they start getting heavy-handed on things, it's because they they just want you to conform.
1: Yeah. You know, um I'm going to go off on a tangent here because oh, I you, love it. You, All you, right. you, mentioned, Let's go. you mentioned Max. Um, do you ever go to the site Hacker News? Of course. Mm-hmm. Y yeah. Combinator, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, when you're on there, it's almost like an echo chamber. Yeah. Uh, very, very Silicon Valley minded. Yeah. Uh and everyone runs a Mac. It's just assumed that you run a Mac. So That's like in, in the real world, Macs have a well, like a six percent market share. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh so if you go out and grab a hundred computers at random, six of them will be Macs, right? I mean it's it's a small number. Yeah. But in Silicon Valley and on Hacker News, it's like Ninety nine percent, and the one person who's running a Windows machine, they make fun of. Yeah, and and it's like this this disconnect that that's out there. So, you know, when you when you look at the two OSs, it's such a different world, right? Because in the Apple world, they make their money on the hardware, that's not true. on the OS. Not their OS, right? That's right. Versus Microsoft, except for the Surface stuff, right? They right. really make their money on the OS, not on the hardware. So. Two very different companies, but they, they both do forced updates, and Apple's mm-hmm. been getting more aggressive. Because I used to compliment Apple on they would release new OSs that would run on 10-year-old laptops, right? Oh, I, I, and, lo- I did love
2: that part about them, yes. And then they
1: shrank it down to seven years and six years, and now yeah. with the M2 crossover, it's, it's like getting smaller and smaller because yeah. they want you to buy more hardware.
2: Right, because right? they've invested in this whole hardware system, yep. right? Because yep. creating their own silicon they got money to make, and they ain't making it. You out there buying something else, so or sticking a, around with the old thing you got.
1: When it's a forced update, I appreciate it when it's bringing value to me, when it's right. giving me new security features, right, or or a, a new feature that I care about. But this one, it gives us Copilot. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> think I bring,
2: this is a really good. I love that you made fun of it that way because. So Apple, I think one of the things that they did really well, especially when Steve Jobs was still around. Was they were pretty good at predicting. You didn't even know that you would like this, and they would come up with things that you liked. They come up with things that were cool, and people went, "I didn't even know this. You could do it this way, and it's super awesome." And we loved it, right? And that's why iPhones became super popular, mm-hmm. and all the other different things that uh, Apple did. Microsoft hasn't really ever been good at that. Going, this is cool. Here's a zoom.
1: <laughs> you know, they had a 15 year stretch where it was oh, iPods are catching on? Let's create a Zoom. Right. Oh, Google's doing search? Let's create Bing. Right. You know, and it was thinking after. Oh, oh, social media is a thing? Let's yeah. buy LinkedIn. Let's make a
2: dollar store version of that, even though it, we're a multi-billion dollar yeah, company. Or Yammer. I if, forgot about that one, too. You, yeah. it,
1: and so everything, it, it was catch-up, right? Yes. Sony's got a game console. Let's try that. Mm, follow yeah. the leader. Mobile phones. It, it was absolutely follow the leader. And yeah. every time, even if they made a better product, they were so late to market that it didn't matter. Right. right? People had already planted their flag somewhere else. And I feel like apple is falling into that mode now right because agree you know, here's our vr headset when everybody else failed at vr headsets eight yeah. years ago well apple uh, hasn't
2: done it we'll fix uh, that i'm sure yeah. it'll be better <laughs> yeah.
1: uh yeah so i, I just <laughs> I, I feel like they're falling into that now they can get out of it yeah, easy of enough
2: but just go back to doing what you do and do it well yeah and be done which we'll yeah. see yeah
0: well i think anytime we see something like a uh, forced in a headline it at least for me it, it does set off the uh, the alarm bells a little bit and like you were talking about with security updates it's i'm a little more likely to <clears throat> to be like okay well i understand this is necessary but maybe it's just my caveman brain anytime i see like forced you have to you're required i'm like what do you, yeah. what do you mean it's my laptop i do yeah. what i want with it Get mark- your
1: don't can't. don't tread on me flag Wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh,
2: <laughs> mark twain right the most powerful word in the english language is no mm. yeah right no you can't do that you must do it this way what I don't care if it's bad for me. I'm going to smoke cigarettes and drink turpentine. Right. <laughs> you told me no. Don't hmm. do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm just spite fueled. And anytime yeah. somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm like, well, I'm going to do it even harder. I just yeah. realized
2: by telling people don't smoke and drink turpentine, they're, they're going, I've never, <laughs>
0: where's my turpentine? <laughs>
1: never. Never. You told me no. <laughs> I've never tried that. Now I got to see. It might be good. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to keep it from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> Well, uh. that's well, that train derailed. <laughs> <Anyway>. that's,
0: <laughs> that's not all we have in the world of Microsoft news this week. We've got another article here from NeoWin. This one says, uh, here's what's new in Windows 11 Moment 5, the first feature update in 2024. We're all about the feature updates today. So uh, a couple things here. I mean, for me personally, the one that stood out as the most impactful, the the most hard-hitting, the one that's really going to make a difference is those bonus wallpapers. I Absolutely. mean, that's <laughs> going to change my life. That's, yeah. Truly. That's
1: where it's at. I mean, I've, I don't
0: know what you guys think. I'm developing uh,
2: a
1: religion around it. You know, <laughs> we can actually blame Apple for that because it's a big deal when Apple drops new wallpapers. Yeah. Because they get these super pretty like dynamics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so now Microsoft is trying to jump on that same train. Yeah. And oh,
2: you don't say! That doesn't sound like them at <laughs> all.
0: Oh, <no. laughs> no, full, full circle.
1: Yeah, it's it's how we know them. <laughs> all right, so um, I've made fun of the moment naming convention before, so I don't think I have to dive into that. But this is Windows 11 Moment Five, which is a stupid, meaningless name. Um, Listen, but it some is a
2: marketer we <laughs> have spent a lot of time and effort coming up with the name Moment. I'm sure.
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, and so this is a optional update. You don't have to do it. It's not being forced. You're not being voluntold to install it. Uh, but it is... <laughs> uh it, It's coming. It, it actually was supposed to be released today, oh. uh, but it's not. And so any day now, this update is going to drop. They say the the latest should be the first week of March. So any day it's going to drop. And there's really two features in it that stand out to me as being useful. The one that I'm I'm actively excited about is Snap Layouts. And mm. I know, um, Daniel, you're not a big Windows user. Sophie, you I'm are. I'm using Snap Layouts right now. You are. And and they're awesome, aren't they? I love it. You know, so you've been able to drag a window to the side and have it snap. That's been there for a while, right? Yes. But yeah. You float your mouse over the maximize or minimize button or whatever, and you'll see a couple of layouts you can click on to, to move the window around. Now, I use a third party program called AquaSnap hmm. that lets me add more layouts because I have a number of different layouts that I use on my my desktop. Uh, Microsoft is now expanding the snap layout functionality to give you more layouts. So if you want to do we have something on the left and two things on the right, and you know it'll it'll map them out uh, and you have a little more control of what that layout is, and it will remember how you arrange your program windows so that it can preserve that in the future, which it doesn't do right now. So those are things that I'm excited about. And I, I haven't had a chance to try it because the update hasn't dropped yet, but I suspect I'll be able to move away from AquaSnap once I, you know, anytime I can reduce software, I I oh, right, like to right, do that. Yeah. If it's built uh,
2: in, it's one less thing you got to be running, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. One less thing that I got to worry about patching with security updates yep, and so yeah, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that,
2: that is true. True story right there, ladies and gentlemen, I am actually not a huge fan of snaps. I, when Linux started doing it, I was like, what is this? And why is my window keep trying to grab oh, yeah. over here? Cause I'm, I'm, I, I guess I just have a very odd way of laying out my, my windows and I want to control that. That's me. That's just me. I like control over my life. It's,
1: it's a weird quirk of my personality. When I think of Daniel, uh, I think of Control and uh, uh, Cigarettes and turpentine. That's right.
2: Delicious. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good time on a Sunday night if I ever heard it in my life. But, yeah, I uh, anytime I'm dragging, I do run Windows at home um, from, like, my YouTube channel. I use a Windows machine for doing all my editing and things of that nature and, and filming. So when I'm trying to move stuff around, especially because I have you know multiple monitors, if I'm trying to go from one monitor to the other, the Snap is always trying to make it do something, and I don't necessarily want it to do that is trying to default to that. So maybe you know a trick about turning that off or or whatever that I might want to do, but it just tends to annoy me more because I like weird sized windows. I do odd things with yeah. my window sizing for specific purposes. I have a very edge case for that. So snaps just kind of get in my way a
1: lot. Yeah. Uh, I know the snap functionality in GNOME can be turned off, uh, but I think it, it requires a command line. I don't think it's got a gotcha. GUI element for it, but in, in Windows you can turn it off in settings okay. too. So it, it can be disabled, but it's Pretty darn convenient, especially if you have one of those um,
2: Widescreen widescreen monitors. What
1: are the like the, the ultra wide? Ones? Yeah. yeah, you know, not not a regular sixteen by nine. The ones that are sixteen by th- like, like crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, something. Uh, whatever those really wide, ultra wide yeah, ones. That's like an
2: IMAX experience.
1: <laughs> that's where snaps come in really handy because okay. you want to have something in the middle and on the left and on the right, and that's hard to do if yeah. you're just trying to arrange it all by yourself.
2: Yeah, uh, that's for people with money, Don. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They also introduced a feature that caught me by surprise. Uh, I don't know where this one came from, uh, but if you've ever dealt with networked Windows computers, okay, you know that Windows has a default system for naming your computer. And it's an almost random set of letters and numbers <laughs> and lightly based on whatever your username is uh, for the first user created in that system. It's not a great system for naming a computer, right? So you have a junk name and people hate that. And the problem is if you want to change that junk name into something useful, it's a big deal in Windows when you change the computer's name. You know, in Linux, not not a big deal at all, right? Mac, who cares? You just make a little setting change, that's it. But in Windows, it's such a big change, you've got to reboot for it to take effect. Like a ton of services depend on the name of the computer. And so instead of fixing that, what Microsoft did is they introduced an extra layer here with what are called nearby sharing names. You can give your computer a second name, a name that only shows up on the network when you're sharing files and printers and things like that. So if somebody browses, they can see it. And more importantly, you can change that name and it just takes a second. It's no big deal. Your system doesn't have to reboot because the original crazy host name that your computer has, it stays. That's the primary one. Um, I I can't remember what these, they have a name. It's like a, a Pdn or something like that. You know, whatever the primary name of your system is, that that stays the same, and this is like a secondary name that's being added on top of it. So, uh, neat feature. Hmm. I it's not something I asked for, uh, but they may have
2: actually gotten ahead of the curve on this one.
1: Uh, maybe I, considering every other OS does this without a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to say they're Never ahead mind. of the curve. Never mind.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, why is this not just open file or you know change hostname? To you
1: know, yeah, my computer. I, I can't think of another operating system that is so hung up on the name of a computer. Yeah, uh,
2: and it's it literally just is like a, 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 a like a almost like a file entry, mm-hmm. right? Because just what is your name? This is where I get said name. That's your name. But you're right. It kind of like borks a bunch of crap if you
1: especially get crazy with this, especially when the computer has a SID. It has a security identifier uh, which, which doesn't change. Actually right? identifies. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't change. I can. I can only guess that it's because of backwards compatibility and the fact that this all came from Intel Land Manager back in the day. Mm. And so there's, there's got to be some hang up there. But Windows has always been super picky about computer names. And uh, and now we're seeing them kind of work around that a bit. Yeah. Well, we get super huh. pissed about it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not all negative Microsoft news today. There's some positive some developments p- here, some fun things coming. And-, and also we're going to get a... In in our in our home section in the settings app, we're gonna get a big old banner for Copilot Pro. So that's good. It'll be there constantly forever. I went and looked at the comments and stumbled upon an argument about somebody's eighty nine year old father. So that was really fun. To, yeah, yeah, Daniel okay. snapped. It was uh, they were arguing about Copilot. It needs the option to turn off Copilot. And somebody explained, well, here's how you would do that, but you have to go through this big chain of stuff. Well, the average person doesn't know that. You're the only person that would care to turn off Copilot. The average person doesn't care. Well, my 89 year old father cares. Well, your 89 year old father doesn't know about AI. It was really, really <laughs> your fun mom. to read. Through. And he's like, oh, actually, man. my 89 year old father's fairly up to date on computers. It was quite fun to read through. Uh, if you are looking for a. The uh, comments
2: section can get
1: spicy. It, yeah, it just no. kept going. Can't you, you just going. ask Copilot to turn itself off? That's a good question. Right, I mean,
0: basically asking it to kill itself.
1: Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, ask ask Kit? your copilot to turn itself off. Uh, oh shoot, I'm on my iPad. I she's can't
2: do that. Uh, do one. I have? I yeah. don't know if
0: I have it. Am if,
2: I? You have a forced update. Hang That's on, so true. <laughs> I
1: so I I know for a fact my computer at home got forced updated. Let me. <laughs> yeah, mine did too. I,
2: I came in like yeah. yesterday and was like, oh, you've rebu- rebooted. What's what's going on here? I was gonna say rebooted. You rebooted. Rebuted. You've rebuted, you crazy machine, you. <laughs> Uh, Interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Re- I, we, we can. We can the come with the next article. This. I'm gonna load yeah. yeah. into my computer home yeah, and I see if wait. I can. I I'll ask Copilot to, to kill itself no. nicely. Really no. no <laughs>
2: nicely. <laughs> Do me a favor. (laughs) Yeah, censor yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, while while Don is doing that, like he said, we'll jump into our next article. This one comes to us from the Android Police. Bitwarden has, yes, the Android Police themselves. Bitwarden has finally launched inline autofill for easier password submissions. Now available in supported browsers, and self-hosted support is coming soon. And I'm personally, I'm a Bitwarden enjoyer. I'm a Bitwarden girly, Mm -hmm. and uh, I have the little, you know, the browser extension that I like to use. But right now, when I go to sign in, I have to click on the button. I have to make sure I'm signed in. To it, right? And right. then click on the button and then click autofill and it'll do it for me because my passwords are 80,000 characters long or whatever because yeah. you've taught me well. But it sounds like with this, it's going to be, it will, as long as you're signed in to your Bitwarden safe or whatever you call it, it will auto vault. populate. Vault. vault. I was, I've, yeah, the word was up there. I just yeah, couldn't yeah. find it. Synonyms, right? We we're close. Uh, it'll autofill it, which is convenient, it sounds like.
2: Well, this is a, a feature that like LastPass used to do just by default. This right. was something that was yep. always there. And uh, correct me if I want to say Bitwarden had this feature already. But you had to enable it, and there was, like, some security issue around it because it could get tricked into auto-filling in. I
0: feel like I remember like, what you're talking about that yeah. we talked about. And this. so yeah. they, they
2: were like, it's not really a security issue. You just have to be aware of it because it, you could get fooled. So it's up to you to turn it on or we we turn it off by default. So am I wrong on this, Don? or no,
1: so what what happened? Uh, and a lot of people are experiencing this, right? so when when LastPass imploded, yeah, a lot of people had to move to other <laughs> other vendors. One password was probably the biggest winner. A lot of yeah. people went there. and and they have pretty much feature parity with yeah. LastPass. Uh, but a lot of people wanted to go to Bitwarden. and Bitwarden is probably one of the most robust solutions, especially if you want to self-host. Like if mm-hmm. you don't want to use their cloud services, That's not an option with 1Password. That's not an option with LastPass. You've got to use their managed service. But with Bitwarden, you can still set up your own servers if you want, but you don't have to. So when Bitwarden builds out features, they're usually a couple of years behind because they're trying to maintain it not just for their cloud managed service, but also for the standalone server if you want to run that. Uh, One big missing feature that a lot of people complain about was on Bitwarden, if you went to a page that had a login field, it, it was just a login field. And you had to right-click in the login field and go to the Bitwarden option and do, you know, you had to jump right. through some hoops versus LastPass and 1Password where they would stick a little icon right there in the field and you could click on it. And Bitwarden said, look, it's trivial using CSS to create a password field that's hidden from the viewer that you can't see and it's named password. And if you've got autofill turned on, then yeah, it'll autofill like Daniel said. And now you're you're handing somebody credentials without even knowing it. You don't even see it happen. So what Bitwarden did is they they finally broke under the pressure. Like enough people were saying, this is not user-friendly. And it isn't. It's a pain in the butt, right? Um, but yeah. they said, uh, okay, enough people are asking for this. And so we're going to roll it out. But we're going to do this differently than everyone else. First off, it's off by default. You got to turn it on. It's easy to turn on. You just go into settings. There's an autofill tab to turn it on. <laughs> yeah. I turned it on right away. Yeah. Uh, and so you can turn that on. But then the... There's the option to show the autofill icon, which is what I turned on. And then there's the option to autofill the first matching password, which I keep off. Hmm. right? Because I just want the convenience of, here's my login field. right? And if I want to log in, I can click the little Bitwarden icon, and now I can choose my the right account, so I'm not sending the wrong account, right. and then it logs in and off I go. So I think it's a good compromise. I, I think they could have done it years ago, but they were being stubborn. But now that they've they've realized how much of a uh, an opportunity they missed on yeah. customers they could have taken from from LastPass, now they're, they're finally I, I really making it up for it. I
2: really wonder what was the so <clears throat> Bitwarden user, full disclosure. And when I when I migrated over from LastPass to Bitwarden, it was the, one of the first things I noticed was like, this is an autofilling. Yeah, and I'm so used to that autofill feature, man. It was just so great. And now, you know, I just kind of accepted that as reality. And for, for me, if, if I'm remembering correctly, um, you know, you go to a login page and you just click the little extension icon. It shows you your login possibilities for that site. You click the one you want, it fills it in, you're done. Right. So it was, it was literally two clicks. Icon, pick the one. Done. So I was like, well, it's not. I mean, I'm not dying. It's, this, is, this is definitely a first world problem me, So I got used to it. It's not a big deal. And then I thought, well, maybe that's actually a better way to go about things because I'm not auto filling maybe hidden fields or I went to the wrong site and it's tricking me or whatever. I'm purposefully saying, yes, this is this is the right password. I actually and a lot of sites will have multiple different, you know, uh, logins Mm -hmm. for different purposes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get to choose the one I want. It's just a, a simple. And like I said, it's two clicks. So I didn't really think much of it. But most people, I I get that that pain was there. So uh, honestly, now that we're kind of here today, looking at Bitwarden, going, we we got to steer the ship this yep. way. Everybody else does this. Why don't we do this? Why did they make it that way out of the gate?
1: You know, the 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 frustration point for me was that it was more than one menu deep. So you right. you'd, you'd go to something that wasn't filled out. You'd right click. You'd have to go down the menu and find Bitwarden. Yeah. And then you have to go down the menu to find unlock. Oh, and then, wow. That's crazy. And then nine times out of 10, mine would say, oh, your vault is locked. Unlock your vault. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that's a you kick. Know, now, now I got to <laughs> unlock the vault so the menu goes away. And yeah. then I got to bring it back up again, go two levels deep. <laughs> yeah, And then and click it was just oh, frustrating. Yeah, that's right? a frustration right uh, there. Yeah. And so now I know right away if the vault is locked because it has a little lock icon on it. Right. And, and, and I, I deal with that. Uh, and then I can just fill it faster. So I, I think it's... It's a difference of priorities, right? right? So when you're LastPass and 1Password, they want adoption, right? So they want as many users as they can get and they want it to be user-friendly. Mm. But Bitwarden wasn't focused on that. They were focused on security, right? They wanted to create the oh, most secure... Bastards. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And, and users are important, but security was more important, yeah. right? LastPass wasn't thinking that way, which is why no, they ended up out where they were. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I... I don't, I don't begrudge them this, right. but I will say, like I, I use Bitwarden at work because that's that's what, what we use. That's what the IT team chose. Yeah, um, I use one password for my personal stuff hmm. because I don't like Bitwarden. But that's, you know, so it's it just
2: a was a philosophy of use yeah. was different than the others, and I mean, it didn't hurt them, obviously. Right? They're they're still in business. They're still doing their thing, and uh, but enough people apparently have <laughs> have had their fur rubbed the wrong way yeah. on this. Yeah. And they they're listening to their clients. Good for you, Bid Wharton. Way to listen to your members. <laughs> That's a weird choice of words. But you gotta <laughs> listen. You gotta listen to your members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No
1: way. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, pivoting here. <laughs> <Jump in. laughs> yeah, moving on. So I I what? politely <laughs> asked Copilot to uh, to turn itself off. And, and so here, here's the prompt that I used. Oh, yeah. I said. Uh, so I went into Copilot and I said, "Turn off the Copilot icon on my taskbar." Right. And I was kind of hoping it would do it for me, but apparently it, it doesn't do anything. Do you remember those old UPS commercials where there were the consultants that would come in yeah. and, and they'd they'd propose something, and the CEO would say, "All right, do it," and the consultants consultants would go, "Whoa, whoa, 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 we don't do it. We don't do what we propose. We just propose it." Yeah, well, that's copilot. That's so, a good job by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> so it uh, it proposed to me three different ways to turn it off. And uh, and one way is temporarily, I can just right-click on it and choose Quit Copilot, right? Okay. Uh, I didn't know I could do that, but right. I can. Then it'll just start back uh, up when you restart or whatever. It tells me I could use a group policy editor and go that way, which for that guy's 88-year-old dad is not yeah, an option. Yeah, that's kind of outside of it. A- <laughs> but the number one recommendation is super straightforward. It says uh, uh, if you want to remove it completely, just go to Settings, Personalization, Taskbar, and toggle off Copilot. There's an option right there. Booyah. And that's it. And so. It, they haven't made it difficult. Uh, that person's 88-year-old father who's kind of up on tech will have no problem figuring that out. But yeah. you can ask Copilot to kill itself. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> and and it will comply. Well, I didn't it's kind try of. What it will m- tell you how it would do it if it were able to. <laughs> oh, interestingly, so the, it's got citations for this, and it does link to Tom's guide for the first one. So it's not linking to Microsoft documentation. So,
2: so Copilot... Does it have the ability to do things inside of your operating
1: system for you? Uh, apparently, the Copilot preview does not. Or at Doesn't least I haven't right. found a scenario yet where right. it does. So you
2: can't say, hey, you know, open control panel or... Yeah, let me um, just ask
1: it, like, lock my computer. Um, I'm I'm asking... So I'm, right. I'm remoted into my computer at home. So I'm yeah, telling yeah. it, hey, lock my computer... Uh, and it says, I'm sorry, oh, Dave. <laughs> there, are, there are several ways to lock your windows right. on PC. It's not going to tell It
2: me. doesn't actually do it, it just tells you how to do it. It's a consultant, yeah. What a piece of shit. Huh. yeah, it,
1: it's, <laughs> it's like a self help book, right? <laughs> yeah, what was that guy? Uh, Tim was Tim in Robbins? love with him. No, oh, um, oh Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, yeah. yeah. You read these whole books. I don't know, Sophie. Have you heard of this guy?
0: I don't believe so. Uh, he he's, writes, he's
1: very popular in the insanely
2: popular, uh, yeah, like business. You, you Leadership read these space. books, and
1: he tells you all these great things that co- great companies do, and how you can make your company amazing. And at the end of the book, you realize, wait a minute, he didn't give me a single actionable thing. Yeah, like there's nothing I can actually do. He just made me feel good about
2: these other companies. To do
1: something. And and mm. the formula to write a book, I'm going to totally shit on business self help <laughs> books here, uh, is all you have to do is say, all right, I'm going to look at companies that were successful and just tell you facts about them, right? Not necessarily a correlation to their success. And I'm not going to talk about bad companies. Right. Or if I do talk about bad companies, I'm going to make sure that they didn't do the things that these good companies do. So I'm going right. to hand pick the references. So basically
2: he's getting you high on success. And then through that, you feel like you're getting ready to go out and conquer the world and you're motivated. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. probably stirs creativity and... And, and maybe. makes him a yeah. butt ton of money. No, like saying, maybe, yeah. Ton of money.
0: <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I was not familiar. I've he's got several books here, so oh, yeah. that's
2: no, he's a prolific writer.
0: I, I think I think it's funny that he's got start with why, find your why, know your why. So at some point we're gonna oh, get yeah, yeah, to you know, the he why. He sat down it's, and like, well, oh, yeah. I got
2: this whole why scheme going on. Okay, yeah, yeah I got, 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 got that. I got <laughs> six books in the hopper just and on then why.
0: Specifically, <laughs> a version written in Tamil, Tem- Tamil, that a different language, but that very specific language. Just Those are his one. why books. He's got start with why find Timil your why know your why culture and then Tamil edition. Um, Tamil, isn't, you know? Timil, isn't oh, that one of
1: the uh in India there's like three primary languages, isn't that one? I don't know. You
0: you may be right. Yeah. That's that sounds right. Our Christian says he thinks so. Uh, our director yeah. says he thinks so.
1: Tamil natively spoken by the people of South Asia. Yeah, I don't I don't huh. know a lot about Indian politics, yeah. but I do know that there's like there's Several different major languages, and when they released movies, um I think it was was it r r r have you guys seen r r are, are you giving me a movie that today? movie is ridiculous oh. okay um, it's lightly based on Indian history about these two folk heroes that in real life never actually met, but in this movie, they're like buddies, and they're <laughs> they're super powered like they, they, okay yeah um anyhow, uh, when it was filmed uh it was filmed in Oh, it was filmed in, in Telugu, which is one of the other languages, and it was a big deal, like that they chose to film it gotcha. in this this oh. other language. But all interesting, right. it's not *Hell Comes well. to Frogtown. Town*. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But.
0: Oh, I, I wish that we could sometimes splice in those little bits of conversation you guys have before the show about <laughs> things like Frogtown.
2: very similar like upbringing yeah. and <laughs> uh, similar uh, pop and culture movies. references yes. and everything, so we. We kind of chew on that a lot before the show.
0: I clearly have a lot of catching up to do. So <laughs> man, uh, I,
2: I feel bad for your childhood, I'm just saying.
0: I'm sure, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I was, I was very sheltered. You didn't drink probably from a hose good. No. Oh, boy, here yeah. we go. Tell here we go. I drank Tell the hose. So <laughs> if I broke my leg, I just put some dirt on it, and yeah, I was fine. I'm we just, rub rub this every day. it. Every day, I hear You guys
1: this. had dirt? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been nice. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, go, I'll, I'll be sure to reflect on my youth privilege while we're here. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a break. And during that break, hey, if you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe so you never miss uh, any of our videos in the future. Check out some of the old Technado episodes and maybe take a look around the channel, poke around, see what you find, leave a like. But we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back with more Technado. Tired of trying to schedule your team's time around in-person learning? Isn't it a bummer to spend thousands of dollars on travel for professional development? What if we said you can save money and time and still provide your team with the best training possible? The answer to your woes is live online training from ACI Learning. With Live Online Training, we provide our top in-person courses in private, online, instructor-led formats. You get to provide professional development in a manner that fits today's expectations. Entertaining, convenient, and effective. Our exam-aligned courses inspire the full potential of your team. Visit virtual instructor-led training at ACI Learning for more info. Welcome back to NATO. Thanks for sticking with us through that break. Hope you enjoyed maybe poking around the channel if you did what I said and had a look around <laughs> at your surroundings. Were if they not, voluntold? If they were voluntold, yes. And if you didn't, <laughs> well, let me just say, I'm I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but we've got some security articles for you here in the second half of NATO. Going to get into some fun stuff. Uh hope you brush your ta- popcorn. We, yeah, hope you, hope <laughs> you brush your popcorn. That is a good way to put it. Uh, so we'll we'll start with uh, this segment called Deja News.
2: Deja
1: News.
0: Uh, I can hear the little song. My yeah. it's nice. <laughs> it just plays in my head. This one comes to, <laughs> this comes to us from CSO online. Hack me if you can Lockbit challenges authorities promises to return. This sounds like the end of a superhero movie when the, you think the villain's dead and then there's a post-credit scene and it's like a, Loki will return or whatever. That's what this reminds me of. But this is, this has been an ongoing story for a while, right?
1: It has. And, and I, I've steered us away from it just because this is, this is a known pattern, right? So, uh, it's hard for the the U.S. government, or actually any government, to get a good win on some of these cybercrime uh, syndicates or whatever that are out there. There's just so much going on. Some of it's state-sponsored. So even if you figure out exactly who the person is, you can't do anything about it. Um, the others are just really smart. Like These are really smart people getting in there and messing around with, with uh, our, our world's networks. So when I hear about, hey, the FBI took down this ransomware ring or, or whatever— When we do cover it, it's usually a little tongue-in-cheek because it'll be six months after the ransomware broke out. I'm like, FBI releases a decryptor for that data. All right, so if you just sat there with your encrypted system for six months, now you're fine, right? (laughs) Like It's just kind of pointless. Um, And Lockbit has been all over the news because there has been a concerted effort between the U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom to take down several resources attached to LockBit. And they made some really good ground. They were able to take some systems down. But sure enough, LockBit is still a thing. They still exist. And they're just, you know, rebuilding. They're, they're in a rebuilding year. and <laughs> <laughs> We'll hear more from them, I'm sure. They're going
2: to restructure after. This. Yeah. Uh, and so I found this to be interesting. It's, it's gotten to the part where it's, yeah, we're not just lather, rinse, repeating. There's more interesting things going on. <laughs> and a couple of perspectives you can take from what is happening with watching, you know, mostly the FBI and other um, uh, police organizations, world police organizations, going after Lockbit and what's what's going on with this interchange to see this warfare kind of take place, this back and forth. It's almost watch like watching two sets of catty girl groups at high school, it, it, like attack it's, each it's other. It's
0: Regina George it on the move. It really gotten
2: <laughs> crazy. Uh, with houses gone, so we've seen the FBI and, and others take them down. Then Lockbit pop, pops back up. Now Lockbit is, I think they're attributing something like forty percent of ransomware attacks is attributed to Lockbit.
1: And are, are they one of the ones that they do the the affiliate model where they make the yes. ransomware and people license it? Yes, okay. correct.
2: They have ransomware as a service, and they're they're any any. You know, cool trend when it comes to I' air quotes around that for our listeners um, uh, that that surround ransomware they're they're right on it they they love that stuff, so you know uh, double extortion, using um, initial access brokers, the, the whole shebang, right they they've really got quite themselves a setup going on and as far as uh, we know, they're hundreds of million do- of dollars in profit because of this. And this is where it gets spicy and fun. Right Now, of course, that alone would garner the attention of any law enforcement to go, we, we've got to stop these assholes, right? That, this has got to come to an end. But they've come out with a note stating, well, you're you're focusing on us because they did hack Fulton County, Georgia ransomware, and they were able to exfiltrate the data from from those systems. Fun fact, this is where it gets fun. And not that this is a political show, but it, this is where the popcorn comes out. You're like, ooh. Uh, conspiracy theory, uh, so maybe maybe Stubble's is a tinfoil hat, right? <laughs> Where Fulton County, Georgia, is the is the center around some some legal uh, fun stuff with Trump, Donald Trump, and his campaign in 2020 and all that oh, goodness. And they said that's why they're coming after us. So that's just a that's just a little fun fact. But all uh, other than that, to see how they got hacked, they're very vocal on what happened. At least. Uh, Whether or not they're telling the truth is up to you to make that (laughs) determination. But they seem to be very vocal and forward with how did the FBI gain access to us? What was the problem and what we're doing to fix it? And I'm thinking to myself, this is exactly what we do when you hack us. We go, this is how they gained access. We were behind on the times when it came to a passion. Of course, that's exactly what they said, that they they were slow and lazy to update their PHP instance. (laughs) Because they had too much money. Yeah. Because he had too much money. He was spending way too much time entertaining himself with his money <laughs> that he did not quickly enough patch a known RCE that was affected uh, his uh, or their um, uh, PHP instance
1: you know i uh i had a teacher a long time ago who who taught me a number of things uh you know kind of rules of of the game mm. and, and one of them is you know you're, you're not supposed to count your money while you're sitting at the table that's right you gotta uh, know when to hold them down yeah i mean there, there'd be plenty of time for counting
2: when the dealing's done that's right that's that's yeah. this is words of wisdom
1: Lockbit apparently not a kenny rogers fan i love you uh, gambler <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Had you watched Lonesome Dove,
1: maybe,
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe you wouldn't be in this little mess and predicament you found yourself in. Do we do we know where the Lockbit people are from? You know, I don't know. Do we claim they're Russians uh, like I, everybody probably, else or you know? But uh, <laughs> you know, off the top of my head, I do not know All right. where Lockbit is fun. I will be interested, they've already like you said, they've already been back online. They got new onion link. Um, and they they seem that they, the FBI did find this article says A thousand decryptors, but I've read as high as 20,000 decryptors that they've released to the public. So
1: You know, I I do get frustrated sometimes uh, because the perception for us regular people Mm. is that the FBI, uh, the CISA, and and groups like that in the U.S. government, they get really active when the government is the target, Mm. but they do seem to be perfectly fine when it's just regular citizens getting hit. You know, mm. when it's when it's private businesses, when it's hospitals, when it's individuals, when it's school boards, they really don't seem to be. You know, we'll fill out the report for you. Good luck on your cyber insurance claim. Yeah, yeah. I, just sets of
0: urgency.
2: I saw yeah. a meme uh, yesterday. I think it was where it was a guy pretending to be, you know, the. Uh, the, the Navy and oh yeah, we lost an F 35. We don't really know where it is. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know, the treasury department and how they've mismanaged funds. And you know, we basically lost a trillion dollars and we don't really know where it is. And then it's like, hi, we're the IRS. And we see that this mom in Ohio owes us $2 and 37 cents. I'm thinking prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, why is that? Why do you, why do you act that way? Uh, And I, I totally get that. I, I, I feel that as well. I, I I understand that they've attacked you, and they've gone after your stuff, and now you feel slighted. But what about us out there? Yeah. Oh, government? Oh, you're, you're supposed yeah. to work for us, and now apparently you've made a powerful enemy because Lockbit has taken this as a personal affront. They said, we, let me see. if I, I'm very pleased. That this is the quote <laughs> from there. I'm very pleased that the FBI has cheered me up, energized <laughs> me, and made me get away from entertainment and spending money. Right. It's very hard to sit a computer with hundreds of millions of dollars. The only thing that motivates me to work is strong competition, competitors and the FBI. They have taken this as a personal challenge. And they right. s- they've even gone as far as to say we are going to start focusing more on dot gov. Oh, good. <clears throat> so
1: I mean, maybe we'll a, get some shit yeah. done. That's a good thing. I mean, uh-uh. like maybe they poke the bear. <laughs> give the rest of us a break. Yeah. Leave <laughs> me alone. Yeah. Uh, reading Government
2: don't do nothing anyway, so. <laughs> 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 Other than come after me. <laughs>
0: reading through that note, I, ju- I know that this is—obviously, this is a very smart guy. Obviously, this organization has caused so much damage to, yeah. to people, I'm sure, and, and you know, he's using his powers for evil and all that. But reading through the note, I just couldn't help but laugh because I, I'm reading it in, like— I don't know if y'all have ever been in, like, an Xbox party before, right? Yeah. And you get, like, a little kid on there that's you playing Call of Duty or whatever, and he's like, oh, my dad we owns Microsoft, and I could get you banned. Yeah. That's how I read this. Like, I'm really pleased the FBI actually chewed me up, and now I'm motivated. <laughs> um, It's really hard to focus when I'm swimming in money for five years. It, that like That's how I read it. I was yeah. like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. How am I supposed to take you seriously when this is how you're talking? Yeah. But it, is,
2: it is interesting to hear, because there's also some aspect to this that the the FBI is saying that they have arrested some of the admins of Lockbit and that they're working with them to help bring Lockbit down and Lockbit is saying, no, that's a lie. All you, all you've really got is people that were using our service and, uh, you know, probably for like crypto laundering and that kind of stuff. You you don't have anybody. So it's this almost psyop on both sides to who do you believe what's true and what's not true. There's a lot of obfuscation and, and basically lying going on to try to, sway people to one side or the other on whether or not this is actually occurring because Lockbit has customers yeah. and they need to control the narrative when it comes to the trust in their system. So they don't lose those customers to competitors. As you said, he, he said strong competitors makes him work hard. And so you can't put it past them to, I mean, they're not the most trustworthy of people already as it is. <laughs> so you, it, it's not beyond reason that they would use Ooh. lying to keep their customer base in lockstep with them. So I'm I'm just, this is a really interesting thing and we can utilize what we're seeing from this to better see how they operate. You're getting kind of a, a, a backstage pass to their TTPs and what's going on. So I thought that was a really good thing that came
0: out of this. Yeah. I, it, I did look it up. They are, I guess, Russia-based. Um, according Russia? to yeah, the Department yeah. of Treasury, they are Russia-based. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're <laughs> going to talk some more about Russian hackers in a later article. Different different group because <laughs> yeah. they've got, you know, they don't, don't have a monopoly on hacking, but dang it, you know, they, sur- they should do try. But one other thing that, before we move on to the next one, uh, I guess there was a who is Lockbit sub message that was posted on one of the seized sites, yeah. hinting that law enforcement knows who he is. and I just thought it was funny, the stuff they were saying. He's claimed to live in the U.S. He doesn't. He's claimed to live in the Netherlands. He doesn't. He's claimed to have a Lamborghini. He drives a Mercedes. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny the way they. The Does not matter it. what
2: damn car <laughs> he drives? I mean.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I just thought that was funny. This uh, I got a good laugh out of this. I know it's serious stuff, but yeah. you got to find the humor where you can. Well, this next article, this actually may be something that uh, affected a lot of y'all watching and listening. I know it affected me, but this is part of one of my favorite segments. Dope. Oh! Do latino, so don't! Like you you,
2: no, you've really got it down. I'm just Aww. laughing because I'm like, man, she has Commimment. worked on this. I
0: practice it at home. <laughs>
2: it is, it is, <laughs> it is in your wheelhouse now.
0: I'm so glad. Yeah. As of as a budding voice actor, that makes me feel good. <laughs> this article comes to us from Laptop Mag. iPhone users stuck in SOS mode as AT and T outage disrupts cellular network. Now, this is something that happened several days ago. It's now been resolved, but it was for a good chunk of the day. I think it was like close to 12 hours. I'm pretty sure, maybe not quite, but a long time. Uh, phones were stuck in SOS mode, meaning that they could only make emergency calls. Uh, And even in some cases, users couldn't even do that. Were either
2: of you affected by this? Yes. I was not. I was not. So one out of three.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was. I I rely heavily on Wi-Fi calling. Sure. So it's possible that the towers were down and I wouldn't have noticed.
0: Yes. Was it
2: only calling or was it all data or like cellular?
0: It was anything over cellular. cellular stuff. So I was still able, as long as I had Wi-Fi, so when I was at home, when I was in the office, I I I am an iPhone user, so I was able to use the Wi-Fi calling and and text over iMessage, right? But I was in like a group chat for a job that I was doing, and I was only getting the texts from iPhone users because they were using Wi-Fi. Any texts that were coming through from Android users that were other providers, not AT and T, I was not getting any of them. So I only had like
2: only affected uh, Apple users. AT and T, it affected AT and T Apple phones. Was no, that, no, it, it, it was affected at and well. Okay. Yep.
1: No, I'm yeah.
0: just from the perspective of an iPhone gotcha, user. That's gotcha. how it affected yeah. me. But it was anybody on AT&T and then Cricket because they're like a, a yeah. They, subsidiary they of use AT&T. everybody's network. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the where it, you get kind of the blurred line is with iMessage. It'll send via Apple servers over the internet. Right. But when you go Android to iPhone, it's it got to go over the cellular network. Right. And and so that's where you see that breakdown. Mm. Uh, also, a lot of people thought that T-Mobile and Verizon were having outages too, but it turned out that it was them trying to connect to AT and T users. So this was limited to AT and T as far as an outage. Now, what's our first thought when a major outage like this happens? <laughs> Somebody got hacked, right? <laughs> Ransomware, distributed whatever. denial of
2: service attack. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that's what you think. Um, in this case, so far, nothing has been put forward to indicate that it was a uh, uh, a cyber attack. However, AT&T did release a statement saying that uh, they believe that they're not sure what caused it, but they believe that they were rolling out a change to their network. They were upgrading some systems and their process may not have been followed properly, leading to an outage. Now, Microsoft had something like this happen a while back. They were pushing an update out inside of Microsoft Azure and they had it scripted so that they could just run the script against 10,000 hosts or and whatever. I forgot the semicolon. And yeah. you know, it, it's always just a decimal point or something like it that really and is. it borked everything it did. and and they and it it cut them off from their management network. It was good to know that they were just incompetent and yeah. Yeah. insecure. Yeah. <laughs> but in that scenario, they knew what happened. They were like, yeah. here's the change we were rolling out. This is what happened and here's what we had to do to fix it.
2: Right, it was an easy correlation to yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So AT&T is saying we think it was tied to this update. And that seems a little suspicious to me because Well they
2: also the fact that they brought in the CISA and instant response teams, you're saying I don't believe that it is a security incident, but we've got a bunch of security responders here right now looking for a security incident. Yeah. That's yeah. that was odd to me. Like, don't you don't you need some sort of indicator of compromise before or indicator indication that there was a breach of some kind or an attack before you would want to bring those people in. If you just yeah. if you weren't sure on that, you would just kind of default. Well, we obviously we're making changes. It's most likely culprit here. I think the difference,
1: and I I can't remember the term. Yeah. Um, you know, there are utilities, things that are considered like basic human rights in the United yeah. States. And those are higher priority than other things, right? So yeah, yeah. Microsoft Azure is not considered a utility that we have to have access to,
2: but the cellular but network phone
1: service is. You know, if people can't call nine one one, right? Then yeah, that's, that's a, a, a big problem. And so it may just be their default. Uh, you know, like when there's a kidnapping, that this is. Just, I, I, know I just wanted weird. to go Alexa, call nine one one. So when there's a when there's a kidnapping the FBI immediately gets involved. Right. Right. No matter what. And we get
2: Amber alerts and that kind of stuff.
1: Right. And the, the reason is with a kidnapping, they've got like this small window of times of 48 hours, 72 Mm -hmm. hours or whatever, where, you know, in that period of time, they can successfully rescue people who have been kidnapped. But once you cross that time threshold, the odds of that person still being alive drops insanely. Right. Yeah. So they just cut the bureaucracy out. Like, Hey, if it's a kidnapping, we immediately go to the FBI. So, I suspect we've got similar stuff for the phone system, for water, power, and so on. So when they have a significant outage, they just immediately go straight to Code Red, right. and, you know, uh, DEFCON 1, whatever. And, they, and just,
2: they just start looking for the assumed breach at that yeah, point. yeah.
1: yeah. But I, I'm not I, – I don't feel good. I don't feel confident about what AT&T is saying about we suspect it was this change because it's usually pretty easy to tell – I just rolled out this change. Here's what it did. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so yeah, why why the ambiguity? Yep. That's causes me pause.
0: Well, if you were affected, um, I know that I think it was Ronnie here in the office said he got a text saying, "Hey, we're really sorry about this um, you're gonna get a five dollar credit to your account because we, you, you know you, you didn't have service me. for this many. <laughs> right So a lot of people were upset about that. They were like, "Oh, that's a joke. five dollars it can't make up for I don't know yeah. emotion, emotional damages, whatever it is that you suffered because you couldn't text your mom or something. But yeah. <laughs> legally, for me, it was that I couldn't text my mom, but legally, they're not owed anything. There's no like legislation or rules right, in place right. that say you have to reimburse customers for outages. So, five dollars, I guess, right. really is generous. Yeah, because you agree to
2: the, like right. some f- forms of downtime throughout the year. Oh,
1: you agree to all sorts yeah. of <laughs> being crapped on. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> especially
0: for something like this, where it's not like it was just specifically like what well, was just my service and I pay for this every month and it was I was the only one affected. Like, lots of people were affected. So, it's like, all right, this clearly isn't just a you problem, this is a bigger issue. But they're giving, supposedly, like, I haven't gotten a text like that, but supposedly they're going to give everybody five bucks credited to their account and hope that that, that, that fixes yeah. things. Um, but, yeah, it is a little concerning that it just kind of happened and then it was like, oh, it's fixed and there's no real information on f- exactly why. I feel like,
2: the, the you ever watch like a movie or a TV show and a guy's trying to get information out like a bartender or something and they're not going to talk and they go, maybe this $5 bill will change your mind. <laughs> 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 and they slide it. Oh, sir. Now you've. I was a vault, but now I am a river of information. (laughs) Five bucks. (laughs) Five bucks is five bucks, right? All right.
0: Before we get too far down that rabbit hole, we'll we'll go ahead and move on. Like I said, we are going to talk some more about a different Russian hacking group. This is part of a segment we like to call Who Got Pwned?
2: Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality.
0: Yeah. uh, Cartman's the next impression I'm going to work on, so I'll add that to my list of things to do. I cannot wait to hear this. Yeah. I've, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working oh, on man, it. Oh, man, no. I want to hear
2: mm. the proto-cart, oh. <laughs> It's uh,
0: after this article. We'll see yeah, if I have something worked up. Because it just It's a little, nah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's rough. Uh, this article comes to us from bleeding Computer. Russian, hija- Russian hackers hijack ubiquity routers to launch stealthy attacks. As opposed to really loud and out there attacks, so yet another case of of a uh, Russian hacking. Was it a group? Was it individuals? Oh so yeah, it's a group.
1: It's, uh, they are identified as military unit two six one six five. So this is the Russian military. Oh, this great. is APT twenty eight. Uh, yes. Yeah. Also Fancy known as Fancy Bear. Bear. <laughs>
2: yeah, old Fancy Bear back in the action there. If you haven't heard of Fancy Bear, <laughs> they have a long and luxurious list of hacks throughout the the history of hacking here. A uh, very well known APT group. We constantly struggle with these a-holes uh, doing stuff, especially attacking us specifically. So no big surprise that their name pops up in the news yet again because, well, they're going after that Wi-Fi. This is kind of a trend here lately. We we reported on another hacking group using uh, but home routers, and, and they've also gone after home router systems, IoT basically, to kind of obfuscate the attack for making botnets. Yep. And things of that nature, and that's kind of now, what we're seeing here, though. Right? Let
1: me let me just clarify here because um, Ubiquity, like they're they're yeah, known they're for owners. making right, yeah. right. They're, they're <sighs> known for making low cost hardware, but it's really designed for enterprise small, medium office, and some large enterprise, they, they start to break down a bit on the performance scale gotcha. once you get up to there. Uh, so these edge routers are designed for businesses mm. and a lot of schools use them. ubiquity's had a bit of a spotty record over the years with security instance, but I will say, I'm, I'm going to compare them to Fortinet, right? Because I crap on Fortinet all the time. <laughs> um, Fortinet has had a number of breaches over the years, a number of vulnerabilities that shouldn't have happened. And they've actively worked to cover that up in a number of scenarios. They've been less than transparent, and that's why I don't trust Fortinet. Ubiquity, on the other hand, they've had a number of incidents over the years, but they've been pretty darn transparent about it. So they they share the information. They tell you what to do. This one's pretty bad. Uh, the attackers are able to gain access in a way that's pretty persistent, like survives reboots and stuff. So if you have a system that has been compromised, or if you you're afraid that you may have been compromised and you haven't detected it, unfortunately what you have to do is a hardware reset not, you know you can't yeah. just use a software factory reset you got to do yeah. the hardware button to do a full factory reset you gotta go back to basics on this bad boy yep uh and then apply the latest firmware update so they've already pushed an update out to to patch this vulnerability so the
2: fix is rebuild your wi-fi network um if you if you think or you know you have been affected do the edge
1: routers do wi-fi oh i'm sorry it doesn't it i don't think the edge routers do doing wi-fi that? Uh, gotcha. Oh, this is the edge routers. So I'm sorry. Yep, so, I, I've worked with a couple, and they they did not have yeah, Wi-Fi. Yeah, but yeah. who knows what they've added
2: <laughs> since? Who knows? They, so, they love. They do love to add features. Now, really correct do. me if I'm wrong, though. I didn't see where this was something that was. That, so, Fancy Bear did not get into these routers due to some RCE, you know, CVE that they discovered, but because people tend to have lax security, these things come out of the gate very open because you have to be that way out of the gate with a device such as this so that people can go in and administrate them, connect them to their networks, get all the configuration done. And then it's kind of up to you to secure them after the fact. I was reading in the article about how, unfortunately most people don't update these types of devices. So they're running old firmware. So there's known, there, there might be known vulnerabilities in them and that's how they got in or they, they left the defaults as they were and didn't change them and they just, took advantage of the fact that that was the case and then they were able to infiltrate inside of the, into that device and then add their malware to it, giving them this persistence and utilization of the devices. So if, if it is a CVE that we're using, it's probably a known one and you just have to update. And if you're not doing those security things that we continue to try
1: to preach to you, (laughs) then you've probably left yourself open to an attack because that's how it works. And according to Bleeping Computer, the edge routers do ship with a default password. Right. And they ship with automatic updates turned off. Uh, so, so they don't automatically update so out they're, of the box.
2: they're not opting into security for whatever reason.
1: Right. And so that that's a challenge. And and you could say that that's, you know, for us as IT people, it's yeah. it's our responsibility to implement that security. But there's certainly more Ubiquity could be doing. Uh, still, though, if you want cheap hardware, they're one of the best at it. Yeah. yeah a good way to go. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, they they've had a real tough time. Uh, they? They're the ones where the the CISO uh, had a, a backdoor into the system, and he posed as a hacker to extort oh, them. Oh, that's right. And was I like, "I have got guy. all your source code and what?" Which he did because he was yeah. the CISO. And and then he was set to investigate the breach that he caused. You know that he yes, was perpetrating. Yes. Yeah, and
2: yeah, how serial was... sur- killers kind of implant themselves into the investigation, something they like to do. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Except yeah. he was yeah. Yeah, he was a crazy mm. person. So he wanted money too, right? Uh, oh yeah. 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 Several million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: Oh wow. At least he's starting small and then his way important. up from there. It's important. Wonder what
2: pushed him over the edge? Like, how do you wake up one day and you're I, I would think that in his line of work, he's probably doing okay monetarily as far as his salary and everything goes. But one day he woke up and said
1: I've got an idea. You know, I I've heard people like I describe jail as a deterrent, and I've heard some people say like jail's not a deterrent, and I'm like, hell, it isn't not, for me. Maybe like, not for you, <laughs> but yeah, jail is a deterrent for me. I'm like,
2: actively it, trying to stay away from that place. It is as what, what stops me. possible.
1: It's what stops me from doing half the crap I'm capable yeah, exactly. of. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm working with a couple of. Th- would be criminals here. This is <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit afraid. So
1: for that guy to wake up one day and say, I'm gonna do this, that that means that he thought he could he really had, get away with it. He had thought it through well enough that he could get away with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe he just really wanted a trip to a nice state sponsored hotel. You don't know. I am I'm, you... I'm
2: guessing this is why we constantly get attacked by Russian hackers and North Korean hackers and Chinese hackers. Because they can get away with it. There's nothing yeah. we can do about it. Right? Well, yeah. We can say these are the hackers we think did this And there are warrants for their arrest. And if they ever land in a country with extradition or our own, we will arrest them. They're just never going to do that. And not that it hasn't happened. It does happen from time to time, but it's really rare.
1: Yeah. So, like, hack them. (laughs) Like, what are they going to do? Don't go to China. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there there was one guy who was a... uh... Uh, a Russian, I think it was like a colonel in the Russian army yeah. who's who's on our wanted list. Like, right. hey, if he comes to the US, we're gonna arrest him. If he comes to the U.S., we're we're at war, right? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, he's not coming here. Yeah. He's invaded a foreign <laughs> <war laughs> land and he has actively <laughs> attacked us.
2: It's, he, it's Red Todd. Yeah, he's he's literally going to Gitmo. He, he's not going to like the local pokey, right? <laughs> Where the sheriff's like, listen here, Russian boy, you done messed up and stepped into my one horse town. No, no, no. A yeah. federal man is showing up and he is going to, actually a military man is going to show up and take him to military jail where you are now a prisoner of war that's fun, yeah.
1: That's Unless he shows up with you know the rest of his military that, unit, that would so. also be bad. Then <laughs> yes, then now we're in hot conflict.
0: Well, so Anyhow, I hope, hope we were going to get a Daniel as Sheriff Andy Taylor impression there, and Andy <laughs> yeah. with impressions from Daniel. I guess I can keep dreaming. Well, Andy, yeah, <laughs> he's got the one
1: bullet in his pocket. Yeah, he's shaking like a dog shitting a peach seed. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the analogies just never stop. Yeah, do they? <laughs> <that's> my <laughs> stock in Wow,
0: that's brand new to me. I, I don't even... How do you follow that up? That's yeah. one of
1: those that you know has to be Rooted in reality. Uh, like, you've never, seen, saw yeah, you've never seen a dog jar. <laughs> I've never seen a peach
2: seed. They're duck. this big and they look like they're made of hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's not something you would want to pass <laughs> oh, to your GI system. The ingredient list just
1: says <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's coming to frog town. <laughs> I've got a hell allergy. Oh, man, yes. oh, wow.
0: <laughs> I just you see this is my favorite part of the week for exactly uh, this Oh, goodness.
1: this is what i look forward to I thought
2: uh, the, you the said, articles are just a vehicle for us to go down the rabbit hole here i like, thought
0: you said duck and i was like that's so specific <laughs> and you were like that's rooted in reality i'm like when have you ever seen a duck go through that that's insane i
2: watched the entire thing the duck the duck eat the seed, <laughs> and then i waited the requisite time for the duck to to see <laughs> and see. Let me tell you what. If I've ever seen an animal in distress, it was that day, ladies and gentlemen. Oh goodness! <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, uh, some, uh, some people have too much time in the hands. You
2: think a duck only makes a quacking sound? I'm here to tell you.
0: <laughs> oh boy! Good times. Wow. Oh, Thank good you times. for that. That's um. If you think about that the rest oh, of the day. Thank we're, you for we're that. Yeah. He yeah. quacks us up. He does. He does. <laughs> well, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Russian hijackers, and yeah, that's yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't even think we can go back at this point. Uh, thanks for breaking that down. Appreciate <laughs> of some of the some of the details on that on that article. I also forgot to mention. I realized that as as you guys were talking about this, I was looking up some stuff and uh, realized it's Leap Day. Happy Happy Leap it's Day. day to, yeah. It is. Yeah, the day that what, wait, you're watching this right now. It well, only watching happens once the... every four years, so right. I forget. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think you know, as you're watching this, it's Leap Day. Happy Leap Day. Hope you're having a good day. I you saw know. a
2: lady had uh, three kids, right, and all of them were born on Leap Day. Wow. That's just, weird. Just, it was like a one in a billion chance or whatever it is that she would have all her children on a leap day. So her children were four years apart? I guess so. At least, wow. I guess, yeah. yeah.
0: Unless she had twins yeah. or something. That's crazy. Oh, she should go play the lottery. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Well, Thanks so much for breaking for breaking down that last article and for teaching me so much about animal anatomy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you enjoy those kind of side streets, we encourage you to check out some of the other Technido episodes here on the site. Uh, if you think today was fun... We do this every week, and it's just great. We enjoy it. But Don did mention that we've got uh, we've got some updates for y'all concerning the show and the format and everything. So I'm going to pass it to Don to kind of break some yeah. of that down. You know, we have
1: uh, we've been soliciting feedback from our users and and trying to find out ways that we can adapt the Technado podcast to to be entertaining, informative, and all the various things that are out there. Uh, I need to go into AT and T operator mode here we know that you have many choices in podcasts you can listen to and we strive to provide the best possible service so anyhow do we yeah i know we, we phone it in so uh so we're we're going to try something new and starting next week the podcast is going to follow a slightly different format so normally we pick about 6 news articles and we we lightly touch on each one and one consistent piece of feedback we get is it'd be nice if we got to learn a little more about what's going on go deeper into something and you know, we mentioned our day job from time to time. I'm I'm an administrator, a bureaucrat. I fill yeah, out paperwork, right? But right. but Daniel and Sophie are filming cybersecurity content every single day. And they dive into how this stuff works, uh, how an exploit functions, how you can detect if you've been exploited, how you can protect to make sure you don't get there, like, you know, all the different ins and outs, and they just go really deep into that stuff as a part of our, our training content. So we're going to try and bring that here into TechNATO. Instead of covering six articles, we're going to cover one or two, a smaller amount, but we're going to go deeper into it. Now, when we do that, Daniel is our cybersecurity expert. He's the one who understands how this stuff works. And not only can he explain it, he can show you. So we're going to go a little heavier on the visual elements. So for those of you that are listeners, we're still going to describe what's going on. But for those of you who are watching, you'll actually be able to see some of this stuff pulled off, see information on it, and, and just lean a little more into the video format because the bulk of our people are watching us on YouTube. We want to make sure that we're we're conveying the the best information we can. Now We'll still be having fun, though, right? We'll still <laughs> we'll be having fun, mandatory. still mandatory. joking it up, yucking yep. it up. It'll still be a really good time, but right. Yep, and, and when you dive into that uh, – What is it? Two's company, three's a crowd, right? (laughs) Three people is a little bit too many to have us tackling that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to step away a bit from TechNado so that Daniel and Sophie can do what they're great at, which is really show how that stuff works and help you learn more about what's going on. Uh, And then I'll pop back in from time to time uh, as uh, usually if we need somebody to make fun of. Uh, Microsoft Moments or something. Uh, if we need some '80s <laughs>
2: references, uh, there we go.
1: I'll be like, oh, I'm missing my '80s references. I'm going bring yep. down in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it'll be a different format, and we're gonna launch that. It's gonna start next week. And my my ask to you guys, and I'm not I'm not making you volunteer, uh, <laughs> but give us feedback. Watch it. Tell us what you think. And if you have suggestions, be sure to share that with us. Right, we we've got our YouTube comment section, which we actually do pay attention to. You know, we read the comments that go in there. Uh, you can also send us emails. You can go to the technado.com website. Uh, send us any feedback you have, give us suggestions, and we'll try it out for a few weeks, see how it goes. And if it works great, I, I think people will be really happy with it. Then we'll keep going that way. And if it doesn't work great, you know, if Daniel sucks, then <laughs> tell us that. And, and so we'll, we're gonna hear that a lot. We'll, <laughs> we'll get that already. It's just me with seven uh, ghost yeah. accounts. Yeah. So we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll make some changes. We we love to hear from you guys, you know, you all you, you you keep us around right? Yeah. If we didn't have our viewers we wouldn't be doing this stuff. So we want to make sure that you're giving we're we're giving you the best content that we can. That's
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean we we spend, you know, however much time we spend 60 minutes, 90 minutes talking and you guys listen and we want to hear from you too. So it, it is always good to see the comments and to to get feedback like that. Whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we do we do appreciate your time that you, that you come and join us and let us banter for a little bit. Yeah. Um so I think it's going to be fun and yeah,
2: make it more of a learning experience with fun.
0: Right, yeah, because yeah. learning can be fun. Yeah, that's, can. That's, that's what we do in our day jobs. Why not do it here, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, hang on. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not fun. It's just scary. With uh, you. That's true. So we we gotta yeah. make sure we. we <laughs> hey, we're that. gonna
1: learn about cigarettes and turpentine. <laughs>
0: And yeah, you and you'll never forget
1: that analogy. Though.
0: Cigarettes, turpentine, and the anatomy of a duck. It just, yeah. you know, and, I learned so much. Seeds. Peach
2: seeds, and yeah. peach seeds, which are
0: made I of have hell. Never
2: seen a peach seed. I've
1: Come never on, man. like like
0: a peach pit, right? I, yeah,
1: I need to Google. It. Have you never
0: seen a peach pit? Like actually,
1: peaches. You, <laughs> what do I look like?
0: Oh, oh Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, it's a, they are they are kind of scary. It's a really pretentious looking.
1: fruit. It's, you got to work
0: at it. And I guess, you know, some people are put off by this by the, like, fuzz on the skin. Some people don't yeah, like that I about peaches. I can see that it's,
2: like, a, an, an interesting sensation mm. when it's it really not your tongue, but then it's but really it, good. it is a sensory thing for some people, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think are about you it? has got it's some
0: pictures. It's just a
1: giant seed. It's a, It does kind of look like a walnut. I thought it was going to be spiky it, after your description. You can
2: see that it has ridges It has sharp edges.
1: All right. It's like a little brain.
0: Looks like a walnut. I'm not going to eat one. I guess that's the point. Where's your (laughs) sense of adventure, Don? Ah, for one, I'm just so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for, for kind of walking us through that and just, just giving the folks a heads up on, on some of the changes that are going to be coming. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And like Don said, we love to hear your feedback. Uh, once again, we want to thank our sponsor, ACA Learning. Like Don said, that is what we do in our day jobs, and, and we do enjoy every minute of that. We make learning fun here with audit, cyber, and IT content. If you're listening from the Technato website, you can look for that Sponsored By button. Click to go to the IT Pro website. And if you want to support the podcast, check out those courses. Once again, drop a comment. Let us know what you thought about this episode, as well as any future changes. I think that's pretty much going to do it for me. Anything else from you guys?
1: That's it. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. <laughs> let's, let's call this a day. I got some seeds to pass.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'll get the duck out of here then. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of TechNado, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed today's show, consider subscribing so you'll never miss a new episode.